Yeah, so again, um, my name is Seth. Who has never seen me before? Whose first time is this seeing me today? Today, um, So really briefly, I am from Andover. I was born and raised there, and I live there again. The time in between, I actually was a Buddhist monk. So I lived in a monastery in Germany for eight years. And uh, then I spent two years traveling in India and Australia. And I've been back here now for about two years. And I've started teaching meditation and mindfulness in schools, helping with the social-emotional curriculum, and also in studios like this, and doing little retreats, and retreats for educators as well. So really just finding a way to, to take what I've learned, what I've gotten from my own path, and how to share it back with the place that I came from, you know, my people, my culture, my society, as it were. So the reason that I would say that I got onto this path was because I was very unhappy. And I think I could say it that simply, is that um, I remember when I was going to the monastery, I had just graduated from college, so I you know, didn't really know what I was going to be doing with my life. And I was in a relationship, but me and my girlfriend were fighting all the time. And it was falling apart, and I had a very strained relationship with my parents. And kind of, I, there was nothing in my life that was making sense. And in fact, everything in my life felt like it was almost in conflict. And I met a monk while I was at my university, and he said, you know, do you want to come visit? And I only had enough money for a one-way ticket, but, you know, I said to my mom, yeah, I'll be home in three months. And I got on the plane, and um, there was a movie that came out called 2012, and it was supposed to be like how the world's going to end in 2012. And there's this scene in the movie where there's like a plane taking off from like an airport, and as it's taking off, there's like an earthquake, and everything's cracking and falling apart. And that was kind of like how I felt, that as I was taking off to go to this monastery, everything around me and in my life back here was just falling to pieces, right? So it was almost just, I was saved from this, from this place that I was stuck in right beforehand. And I got to the monastery and it was really beautiful and um, I started to learn a lot of amazing things and there was monks and, you know, these great teachers and lots of wisdom and uh, we had meditation in the morning and it was in some ways much quieter than, you know, life that I've ever known, no TV, no phones, no nothing. Phones, there was no iPhone even invented yet, actually, so so little back then. And um, one of the things that became pretty, pretty quickly apparent to me is that wherever you go, there you are. So there was some kinds of difficulties that I was able to escape by moving into a monastery in another country. But... Ultimately, all of my own baggage, all of my own unresolved emotions, my unskillfulness at how to use my own mind, at how to relate to other people, my understanding about life, these things were all still very much intact. And through the practice of meditation, those were the things that continuously would come up, that I had to slowly start facing and working through and working past and healing and transforming. And that, I would say, is the path that, till today, I am still on. 
So sometimes we think about meditation as like, you know, I'm going to come into this room and I'm going to sit and smile and be totally peaceful and then I'm going to go back into my life and I'm going to feel less stressed than I was before. Um, it could work like that. It could also be the opposite, that you'll sit here, close your eyes, and every single stressor in your life that you have not dealt with is going to come up right in front of your face and say, you think you can get away from me that easily? I'm still right here. And it starts to become apparent on this path, on this practice, that it's one part mind training, so learning how to make peace, learning that contentment, learning how to relax and let go, and it's also one piece really actively resolving things and processing things and making changes, physical changes in our lives that we need to make. Um, if you're sitting here and you're feeling tired all the time or you have pains in your belly um, and then you go home and then you're eating you know, McDonald's or something and then you go to bed and you know, I would say to you, well, instead of maybe sitting in meditation fighting against your lethargy, maybe try changing your diet. Um, maybe when you're in this practice, whatever you see coming up, whatever you're having difficulty with, use that as reflection back into your daily life and say, what do I need to adjust in my life that when I'm back to this place of sitting here, I'm more of a balanced person? Because all this room is, this is just a way to see how you're doing in life. That you're sitting here in a closed, empty room. Your eyes will be closed. You won't be talking. You have no distractions. It's going to be you and your mind. And how well can you deal with yourself? How well are you able to deal with your life? With life, with this thing that we are in all together right now. And there's no bells and whistles. Um, I can lead these, you know, white light meditations where things come and we're all, ah, you know. But ultimately, what's the point of any of that? If we just want to feel relaxed, I would say go next door, buy yourself a bottle of wine, you know, go home, take a nice long bath, drink that bottle of wine, go to sleep, you know, you'll be totally relaxed. For me, meditation, it's much more than just this a relaxation thing. It's really a deep transformative process, and that's how to get real beneficial results from it, that it really starts to integrate fully into your life, or it doesn't make sense. So that's just kind of the background of what's going on here. For the meditation itself, and um, we'll probably end up meditating about a half an hour, and for those of you that have never meditated before, that may seem like, oh my God, that's a long time to sit and do nothing, um, maybe for those of you that have meditated before, you still think, oh my gosh, that's a long time. But um, it actually isn't at all. It starts to really just blend together and become pretty easy and relaxed. So the way to meditate, I guess, is then the, the other thing that I should talk about. And the way to meditate, it's really about learning how to make peace with your experience. There's a teacher... Nisargadon, I believe. And he said that why is it that um, we think our problem is that we want too much? 
He said, maybe our problem is that we don't want enough. Maybe it's not about trying to let things go and renounce things and push things away and do it that way. Maybe it's that we should try to want everything, want the full range of our experiences. I was in a concert last night. I was up in Portland, Maine, and it's interesting because when you go to a concert, especially like a general admission one, there's a big floor and so there's lots of people and everyone kind of wants their spot, but it's kind of a moving, shifting, you know, space and people kind of come in late and they try to kind of get up to the front and people are kind of like elbowing each other and everyone's there to have a good time and to see this concert, but there's also a kind of territorialness that can be felt and found also within the crowds. And a couple times during the concert, there was, you know, some really drunk people in front of us, and as they were dancing, they would, like, fall over in front of us. And, um, and I felt myself kind of getting angry, you know. I started to get angry. And my initial reaction to anger, it's usually to take a breath, step back, look at it, don't just react, see what's going on, find another way to deal with it. And last night, I tried a different approach. I said, you know what? What's wrong with anger? Why am I judging anger? Why not want that anger? And I felt this anger, and I said, yeah, I feel angry. It's okay. And I felt something inside of me almost just become whole, integrate together. And it said, you know, just because I'm angry, it doesn't mean I'm going to be violent. I'm not going to hurt this person. But own that anger. Feel that anger. Let that anger be a part of me. And it directly challenged this whole mindset that I have about being peaceful, being friendly. When I was a monk especially, right, we were very harmless, right? You have to be very friendly and nice and kind and polite. And a lot of us really have this programmed in us. We, we should be polite, yeah? So you, don't, you shouldn't be angry. Um, but I realized that, you know, why not accept every emotion that I feel? Why should I say that a concert is supposed to just feel happy? Why not say, yeah, this concert also has anger in it? Accept that, too. And as soon as I accepted that, there was no problem. It kind of just dropped. And it was this really interesting lesson about expectation, expecting, wanting it to be a certain way versus the reality of what it was. And this is kind of how meditation starts to benefit us as a training in this room right now. Because you're going to sit you're going to start to breathe and relax, and then things are going to happen that you don't necessarily want to happen. You might get pains in your body. You might hear noises. Your thoughts might be going crazy. You might have feelings that you would rather not feel, or beliefs start to come up and start to whisper in your ear about how hopeless you are, or how this isn't going to work, or that you're not doing it right, or this really isn't for you. And the whole world kind of comes up and tries to grab at you. The external world and the internal world come up to, to grab you. And this practice, it's really the most clarifying and the most, I would even say, revolutionary thing one can do because you aim to keep yourself right in the center of all of that that you don't believe those voices that are coming in, you don't fight against those voices that are coming in, you don't start a conversation with those voices coming in, you don't pretend those voices are your own voice, 
you don't believe that that's me talking, you start to just watch these things coming and going and you just allow everything to be there like it is without wanting to touch it at all. When I was a monk and I would do walking meditations in the forests of Germany, sometimes I would just go out by myself barefoot and just walk through these long, deep forests. And as I would walk, I would always look down at the ground and I would try not to step on anything, not to step on any stick, any pine needle, any blade of grass. I tried to walk in a way that I left zero trace of my presence that I didn't disturb even the dirt, if possible. And that process of training the mind to be totally harmless, to not touch anything, to just leave things like they were, would always drop me into this great state of bliss during these walking meditations. Because I was building up an energy that was saying everything is perfect, everything is precious and beautiful, and I want to leave things like that. I don't want to touch anything. I want to be traceless. And that's the polar opposite to my normal mind, my normal ego, which says something's wrong. You have to do something. You have to fix something. Yeah? A lot of us come to meditate because there's something wrong, because we're stressed, or we have something with our hearts, or because of our lives, or as if this is like a thing to fix some other thing. There's something we need to do to fix more things. And that's an endless pursuit. Doing. Doing to get something. Trying to change things. Feeling things are not right. They're not good enough. They're broken somehow. We are broken somehow. What this practice, hopefully, by the end of today, will give you a little bit more of a taste of. But again, as you practice this more, please go home and continue practicing whenever you can, if you want to, of course. It starts to really integrate into your mind in a, in a deeper way over a longer term that you really can start to relax. You can start to let go. You can start to be more free in yourself, in life every day and every moment, not just on the mat. You start to recognize the mechanisms that cause the stress, the mechanisms that create the busyness, the confusion, the anxiety, the depression, the doubts and unsureness, the feelings of worthlessness or fears of abandonment or rejection, that whole kind of internal world of feelings and voices and mechanisms, you start to slowly see them and disarm them and let them all drop at your feet. And then you really become lighter, you become happier, more spacious, more joyful, and more free, again, this feeling of freedom. And that's really where we're headed with all of this. And the Buddha said, good in the beginning, good in the middle and good in the end, which means that if we want to get freedom as the end, we need to also practice freedom in the beginning and in the middle. So again, what I mean by that is for the rest of this class, and we'll start meditating in a minute, is 
to try to find what does that mean to be sitting here with a sense of freedom? How can I be more free right now while I'm sitting? If the fans are on and we're a little bit cold, yeah? If our leg starts to hurt, if our shopping list comes into our mind, or the stuff we have to do for work, or that thing that person said yesterday that really made me angry. How can you relate to each one of these things to bring yourself more freedom? Is it continuing to argue with that person in your mind? Is it going over that shopping list again and again and again, or going through these things? Is it, you know, moving, shifting, moving, oh, I can't do this, laying down, fidgeting continuously to try to find some kind of comfort eventually in the body, you know, or how much of it is really just letting things go. This person said this thing, I got angry, okay, I'm angry, so what? Yeah, I have a lot of stuff going on in my life right now, I feel overwhelmed, okay, so I feel overwhelmed, so I'm unsure. So I'm lost. Okay, so I'm lost. Great. Let's sit and feel lost. So what? To find that freedom. My leg hurts. Okay, my leg hurts. Go ahead, kill me. Let's see if that pain in my leg can kill me. Go for it. How bad is it going to get? To really treat everything in life with that kind of, yeah, just letting it go, leaving it, see what happens. I think we've all tried to control, we've all tried to fix, to make, to create. And it works to a certain degree, but it's exhausting. And we always have to hold it together, just barely. Let's see what happens when we really just let everything fall apart and just be like it is. At least just in this little space here, just in the next 25 minutes, making an experiment together. What it feels like just to let things go. So that's my impulse for today's meditation, I guess I would say. And with that, we can all get into a position that feels comfortable for us, that feels stable. And again, we're going to be sitting for about 25 minutes. So if you just keep that in mind, sit in a way that you feel that you could sit like that for about 20 minutes or so. Whatever feels comfortable and stable, but not in a way that if you start to relax, you're going to like fall over. Um, I personally don't recommend lying down because that usually then you fall asleep. But I also am not going to like punish people if they lay down. Some people just need to for their own bodies. So really just do whatever you need to do for yourself to have a, a relaxing 25 minutes of practice. And I will guide us into the meditation and I will guide us out of the meditation as well. Okay?